All right, here we go. You're listening to Mind Wisdom with Dr. D. I'm so super excited to get started with you. I'm about to take you on a journey, a journey I hope unlike any other that you have experienced in the past. I am here to inform you and entertain you, but more than that, I am here to be of service to you. Let's go ahead and get started. We're going to go ahead and get started. Just a disclaimer, always know that I am a professional counselor, but this is not professional counseling. Always seek the advice of a mental health professional. And welcome to Mind Wisdom with Dr. D. I'm so delighted that you're with me today. We're going to have a great time. So in the next couple of minutes, what I want to do is just check in with you, see where you're at, and let's see where we're headed. So for today's topic... I was hoping to catch up with you on the concept, and I don't want to get too heady on this, but I just want to, I just want to check where you're at with it. You know, are you more of a reactive person or a proactive person? So let's talk about that. What does it mean to be reactive? Well, as a psychotherapist, of course, I am talking about when we are reactive in those moments where we really need our best selves more present to make logical and rational decisions, let alone the words that are coming out of our mouth. In those moments, oftentimes we are riding so high in our emotions, we are emoting, okay? Big heady word there, emoting. That means we are really in our feels. We are really highly feeling that emotion. When we are really high in that emotional, all up in our feels, thank you teenagers for keeping me up to date on the lingo. Or if you are just telling me lingo that, no longer exists. You wrong for that. But nonetheless, nothing but love for you. Okay, moving on. All up in the feels. If you are writing high and being all up in your feels, guess what? Your brain is not primed at its optimal to be able to make rational decisions and engage in logical decision-making efforts because that part of your brain is dialing it down while that other part of the brain when you are all up in your emotional space it is taking up all the parts in the room you see what I'm saying your emotions are taking more room in the room than your mind is you know what I'm saying So it's so important to recognize when we are in that reactive space, oftentimes, oftentimes, we have gone from zero to 60, and you I know you heard the snap of my fingers, we go from zero to 60 in less than the snap of a finger, in less than the blink of an eye, it is so quick. I can't can't even try to emulate that, it's so quick. The thought that happens before the emotion has already taken place, it's been formulated, it registered, and it sent, guess what? It sent kind of an email to the emotional state of your mind. And it said, oh, we got some trouble here. (laughs) Not good, not good. The likelihood of you being able to make a logical decision when you are so high up in your emotions, when you are so high up in your feels, it is just so limited. The possibility is so small. So think about that. If you start to feel before you start to experience your thought, guess what? Your thought had already come and passed you along the highway of the processing of your mind. 
Now you're in your emotional space. Now here's the thing about the emotional space. When we are all up in our fields, think about that as gasoline in the tank of your car or for those, and I'm not mad at y'all, for those that could afford an electric vehicle, someday when I grow up, I hope to be just like you. But nonetheless, for those that ride in the electric vehicle, yes, it's like the electricity for your tank, or I don't know, I don't have one. I'm not mad at you. But nonetheless, it is the fuel that drives your behaviors. It drives your behavioral response. Now get this, if your behavioral response falls into any of the following, (laughs) check in with me on the next podcast, all right? So eye rolling, the infamous tisk and the sigh, let me demonstrate that for you, the quietness, the shutting down behavior, the also known as my favorite, the silent treatment, or perhaps a snarky, and I know that's an old term, but a crude an impolite, sarcastic, there it is, a sarcastic response to the person who said something to you. That's reactivity. And guess what? You're not primed at your optimal to have a good backup plan on how you're going to handle what just took place. Whether you were disrespected or not, regardless of the circumstance, your job is to, at at your most best, try To stay in that space of calm, cool, and collectiveness so that you can be truly present in your response. And when you are truly present, and I'm talking about being able to have the balance of your emotion and the the balance of your logic brain, being able to have those two in balance with one another, you can make the most optimal of responses. You should see it when it happens. And I know for some of you, you had that moment of, I know that. I've been there. I want to hear from you. I want to hear what it took for you to get there. Please, please write to me. Please write to me and I'll give you my address. Yes, I want handwritten letters. Yes, I do. Write to me. Let me get back. It is about finding the balance between your emotional state and staying in the logical space state of your mind. When you find a good balance, you have been able to do something that not all people have yet to quite accomplish, regardless of how old they are. And I'm talking about adults. Teenagers are still working on it. Kids definitely need a lot of help with it. But let's let's get real. Even adults, we need significant help in that. Otherwise, I wouldn't have a job, not as a teacher and not as a counselor. I wouldn't have a job. So yeah, adults, even though we might have received really good training during childhood or perhaps none, or somewhere in between. And as teenagers, weren't we just lovely? We were little demons, come on, let's be real. Well, or perhaps as teenagers, when we like to sit in the illusion or the delusion, depending on how you feel about it, about how we were just perfect angels, and we all know that we were not. (laughs) Come on, let's be real, stay real, stay real with me here. We were not perfect angels as teenagers. But nonetheless, as adults, we have had a lot of practice. And regardless of the outcomes, We still need to practice that more. So I want to hear your stories of triumph. I want to hear how you and how it takes some for some people, depending on where they're at in their journey, to be able to really hold it together so that they don't literally punch somebody in the face. And I'm not saying that that person probably doesn't deserve it, but please understand, don't do it. Come on, don't do it. 
no matter how good it might make you feel in the moment, don't let your emotions make a long-term decision on a short-term experience. Your emotions are experiences. You experience going into those stages of your emotions. You experience going into your emotions, but you're not meant to live in your emotional state, not one emotional state or the other. So then where are we supposed to be, you ask, if I'm not all up in my feels? What am I supposed to be feeling? Well, I'm so glad that you have hung in there with me at this point in the podcast. Tune in next time and I'll catch you up. But in the meantime, for now, check how big are your emotions in that moment. Acknowledge it and take a breath. Take some space. Give yourself that enlightened moment of wisdom. Step into your wisdom space and say, I need to calm this. I need to calm this amazing temple. And yes, I'm talking about the body. I, you need to calm your amazing temple down. Make sure you are slowing down that amazing temple that is your body. Yes, your temple that you are slowing down your temple so that the wisdom that illuminates from you is astounding and it can be astounding every single time how it's not a miracle it's practice proactive versus reactive so we talked about the reactivity catch me next time we're going to talk a little bit more about reactivity we're going to slide into proactivity and then i'm going to give you a little bit more on what to do about it until next time i'm the reverend dr dania snyder and i'll catch you on the flip side Okay, so thank you for hanging in there with me throughout the podcast. If you have a letter, if you have a story that you want to share with me about the triumphs that you have experienced as a result of overcoming distress, please write to me. Here's the address. The address is 1400 K Street, K as in Kangaroo, Suite, C2, C as in Cat, the number two, Modesto. Yes, Modesto. You might know that area, Modesto, California, 95354. Write to me. I want to know your stories. Handwritten. If it's not a handwritten letter, I will not, I will not read it. Because I want to get back, I want us all to get back to a time. Yes, back in the day, we actually had cursive writing and we actually do have handwriting that is that extends beyond the use of a keyboard so yes i am encouraging handwritten letters only only handwritten letters will be read and only handwritten letters will most likely be responded to i may not be able to respond to everybody over the course of time I will try to do my best to incorporate all voices in the things that are shared with me. And I may even ask you, would you be willing to do an interview with me at some point along the way? So stay tuned. Thank you so much for hanging in there on this podcast. Hang in there with me and I'll hang in there with you. And until next time, I'll catch you on the flip side.